hey, hey, hey. Happy Tuesday with Tamika. Thank you guys so much for rocking with us as we are ending the month of May, our Mother's Day series. There has been so many good things that came out of this series. I want you guys, if you have not listened, to go all the way back to the first episode in May where I gave that brief coaching session on, you know, really mapping out your time because truly what you do today is going to affect your children and the people above you, the people below you and the people across from you. We have another amazing episode to end this month, this series. And today our episode title is you can't heal what you hide. So I'm going to tell you guys already Grab your tissues, grab your tea, grab your water, grab your coffee, because this one is going to be something that really pulls on our heartstrings, that pulls on our mindset to really make us think outside the box. You know, so often we want the healing, we want the elevation, we want the restoration, but we're not willing to uncover or uproot, like I teach my clients, the things that are causing us to continue to hurt. So we're going to do a little bit of uprooting, a little bit of un, um, of revealing today, um, but it's all for the good. You guys know what I believe. I don't believe in having public conversations that you have not had privately. So this is going to be something to really help us just understand um, healing and, and healing as a woman, heal, healing as a mother, healing as a sister, healing as a friend. So. Before we jump into this deep episode, you guys already know what it is. If you are new to Tuesday with Tamika, my name is Tamika Thomas. I am your life and relationship coach. We're here on this podcast. We believe in lifting as we climb, turning our trials into treasures, living a life to inspire and not impress and allowing God to fully restore us. So jump on in. The tweetable moment, the shareable moment is you can't heal what you hide and let's get it cracking. So before further ado <laughs> for our church folks, without any further ado, however we say that in church, um, I'm going to bring on my last guest to wrap up this uh, series. And I got a feeling y'all going to know this voice. Y'all going to know who I'm talking about, who this person is immediately as she comes on. But before I bring her on, I want to remind you that this episode, if this episode is brought to you by the Restored Community. I want you to go over into our uh, Facebook group, jump on over to our Facebook group and join the Restored Community. We have some I mean, let me tell y'all, we have some phenomenal things coming down the line. If you have not already ordered your restored manual, y'all, I'm telling you, the testimonies are already flowing in. Yesterday, someone called me in tears, just crying about just the first couple of pages of the manual, the healing that she's already starting to feel. So you can go over to www.tuesdaywithtamika.com, join our Facebook group, and also order your restored manual. But let's let's get this thing cracking. Hey, sis, you got a minute? 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 hey, hey, hey what's up, y'all? Hey! 
<laughs> hey y'all it's been a while how oh. you guys doing oh my goodness twt fam if you know you know right <laughs> so p is actually the one of the founding co well the founding co-host of this podcast um and you know it's been a minute we have been <laughs> living life uh p yes, tell yes. folks People that may be new to the podcast, you know, we have our faithful TWT family that has been rocking with us since day one. P, I mean, it's been a year, it was a year in in March. So we celebrated our year and then we celebrated my 41 and then we've, we've been celebrating mothers all month long. But what have you been up to? Well, I, um... At the end of 2020, I left my position that I was teaching at to move to Arkansas with my husband and um, to be with his family. And I've just been a stay-at-home wife. I've recently started um, to acquire my Arkansas credentials. So that's been exciting in these last few weeks, but I've just been country living. Country <laughs> living. I saw you posted on the gram. <laughs> You done traded in your Cali car and got you a big old yes. uh, truck. Big truck. <laughs> big old truck. We were really excited about that. Uh, we, um, because we wanted to be really close to my husband's family, but, you know, still have our own privacy and independence. So we decided to buy a fifth wheel, which is a huge, huge, huge RV, kind of like a mini uh, apartment. And you know, I miss Cali. I miss home. And so I've been telling my husband, you know, I want a truck. So when we go visit Cali, we can just take our little house with us. And <laughs> as um, luckily for me, my husband, he wrote, works remote so he can work from anywhere in the country. And um, so, you know, we really want to go visit. So we wanted to make sure we had a truck. So that way, when it's time, for us to go back home to Cali to visit that we can stay and I can enjoy just as long as I um, need to. And so we're really excited to have, you know, the, the one of the biggest step in that plan uh, purchased and acquired. And so, yeah, Cali will be seeing you hopefully sooner than later. <laughs> That's awesome. I, you guys don't even know how much I miss my sister. <laughs> like we, you know, uh, one thing about our family is, we are very close, but we, we all very much like our independence and our, you know, alone time and things like that. So it's yeah. not like we were like up each other's butt and with each other all the time, but it was nice to know, like, she was like, what were you like 15 minutes away? If that yeah, 15 minutes away, if that, you know, I just miss, cause we, we, you know, we weren't, we're never the family that's like every weekend we see each other or whatever, but we are the family like, Hey, I need you to go handle this real quick. And so like not being able to like, just have that close proximity or even the events, you know, my nephew's graduation and, you know, all the events that I would love to be at my, you know, nieces track meet, things like that. You know, it's hard that I'm all the way here, but I'm still happy, you know, for, from afar, I could celebrate, you know, and, and it's still, it's still wonderful just to see everybody grow and do all that. But I do miss being 15 minutes for my sisters. Again, you know, sometimes you got to ride on somebody, you know, what I'm you saying? Be 
I love it. So, P, um, the topic of today's podcast. So, so when we get together, it's a lot of giggles and laughs, and you know, a little bit of ratchetness, a little, yeah. a little bit of holiness comes out, right? We're gonna quote a scripture as we banging on you. Yes, Lord. Yes, <laughs> but at the the topic is you can't heal what you hide. So just and, and, and we have some some uh some pretty serious topics that we want to hit today but just that opening kind of quote or thought what what is your thoughts on that well I think with the with the topic you know you cannot heal what you hide if you're not honest with yourself about what's ailing you what's you know we've all had that uh you know, grandparent or great uncle or something, and they always rubbing their leg, you know, and it's like, you know, don't you want to go look at that? You know, the <laughs> and they're like, oh, I'm fine. I just need to put some out al- rubbing alcohol or something on. <laughs> That's not even medicine. Drink some ginger ginger ale, even though ginger ale is medicine. Let's get that. <laughs> you know, but they never take care of it. And then by the time they get around to it, it's far gone. Mm. You know what I mean? And I think uh, with, you know, our, either your spirit man, your emotional, your social skills, like everything that you experienced in your life that may be there to heal you or hurt you. But if you don't look at the things that have hurt you, they would just fester and continue to fester and continue to. Uh, and then if you suffer alone, then you won't, you know, you will never be like, well, I broke my arm. I guess I'll just suffer alone and just yeah. hope it for the best. If You know, if you do, maybe you're like that great uncle mm-hmm. um, and it will be far worse. So sometimes, you know, when you're going through things or when you're, um, you know, trying to overcome different things, the power of community, and particularly to to this podcast, the power of sisterhood can really provide healing if you're willing to be honest and not hide what you really need that healing um, for and towards. No, yeah, (laughs) no, for sure, for sure. I have this, um, this little cut, you know, it's really small on my finger. um, And I did it midweek like on Wednesday or Tuesday or Wednesday and it it kills me like it's it's small into the naked eye like somebody probably wouldn't even be able to see it unless I like point it out right but for me it hurts and so when I first did it it was bleeding so I put the band-aid on it to stop the bleeding but I noticed three days later um come on three days later he rose again I felt that But three days later, I realized I had to take the Band-Aid off because it wasn't healing. It wasn't, even though it it appears so small 
And I'm going somewhere with this, you guys. It appears so small, but because I kept it covered, it just kind of, you know, you know what happens. Everybody knows that image of when you put a Band-Aid on something, it keeps it kind of moist. It keeps, initially I needed it. I needed it to stop the bleeding, but once the bleeding stopped, now today I had to uncover it so it can air out. So it can really properly heal, right? Mm -hmm. It has to air out. And that's what happens a lot in our spiritual life and our emotional life. And even in our physical life, we want to keep stuff covered because it's, it's shameful, right? That bleeding, because the way I, I hurt my finger is like, how'd you do that girl? Right. I was like literally putting away some cups and I scraped my finger. So if I would have hit it, if I would have continued to keep this cut hit because I'm kind of low-key ashamed of, of how I did it, then it would never properly heal. And that's what happens when we continue to hide and we just keep the bandages on. Now, what I'm talking about is keeping the bandages on those family secrets. So mm -hmm. that weird, you know, we, like you said, we have the uncle or the grandpa that rubs their leg because of the ailment, but we also have the uncle, the grandpa, the auntie, the cousin that was doing some weird stuff, but we just cover it up not even yeah. weird stuff, some inappropriate stuff, some abusive stuff. And we yeah. cover it up because it, you know, it's, it's shameful. We don't want to talk about it. We also have, because this is wrapping up our mother's day edition. We have the mothers that are not properly there for their children that are not doing everything that they're supposed to do. But because we lean on certain scriptures and we lean on certain, not even scriptures, but dogmas and thought patterns of honor your mother and your father, which that is law, that is truth. That is 100%, I believe that. However, however, and everything that is in the Bible, there is a prerequisite and honor Honor, you know, when we look at honor, you you absolutely honor, but that doesn't mean that you have to be in close proximity. That doesn't mm -hmm. mean that you have to allow something to hurt you. But what happens is we continue to hide these things and, and people hide their own faults or their own um, hurts and pains. And then so no healing occurs. Yes. So I want to, we're, we're going to go a couple of different ways with this podcast. And I really hope that that helps somebody that that visual of my my little hurt finger it's time to uncover i need you guys as you're sharing this i need you guys to really feel that deep in your soul like it's time it's time to stop hiding it's time the bleeding has stopped now let's heal now let's really heal so p i want to i want to go a couple of different ways in this podcast and um i want to hear things from your perspective and from your um, just lived experience. So I want to first start talking about um, just motherhood and, and what that means to you from your own experience of having a mother <laughs> and then from your experience of not being able to be a mother. And I know that there's going to be some things that you share today that you haven't shared publicly so I just want you to know, as your big sister, I'm holding space for you. I love you and I got you. So whichever way you want to go with this, um, but I believe that these are topics that we can no longer hide because there has to be some healing that takes place. Well, first, before I begin, let me just say with your finger analogy, what really touched me when you were speaking regarding that is if you kept that bandaid on and it got 
musty and moldy and infected. Black Twitter will eat you up. You know what I mean? Like, girl, why you keep on sending on there? Did somebody teach you something? Like, it would be foolish. Mm. You know what I mean? But it's not foolish to keep the band-aids on the emotional traumas and though in the black community, it's it's oh it that's okay. So I it just the way it mirrors it, it's funny to me how something like that finger cut would be like, girl, you need to clean that up. But then if we say, girl, you need to clean that up in your heart, your soul, your mind, it's like mind your business. Mm. So we're gonna get in your business today, praise the Lord. Uh TWT. Um, we will be collecting uh offering at the end of this uh, ministry. <laughs> as far as the question that you posed motherhood has always been something quite weird to me because I am um not close to my mother so you know every mother's day or our mother uh, every mother's day you know when you go down to the Walgreens or whatnot to get the mother's day card that's always very difficult because they they are always written very eloquently and um, I can't, I can't necessarily say that the words written in those cards are inspired in my reality. Mm. And so um, that's always been very weird because I've always had friends and other people around me that, you know, mother has always been, um, you know, a word, a noun um, in high regard. And it wasn't necessarily that case for me. Um, I left home or got invited to no longer live at, at my family <laughs> residence at uh, um, 17. And I've been on my own ever since. And it's been a struggle to overcome so many things that I didn't even know I would have to overcome um, at the moment of becoming a young adult, realizing there were, you know, things that happened financially and, and, um, and just being like, wow, like, you know, for somebody to be your mother, it's, it's just weird to understand how the juxtaposition between the noun and what everybody else is experiencing um, versus what your reality is. And a lot of the times um, as well, because someone in your life may hold this title as mother, you feel as though you need to continue the relationship that mm. is ailing, hurting, abusing. And um, I've learned throughout my uh, journey that that's not necessarily the case. I definitely believe in honoring one's mother. And if there's anything, if my my own mother is ever in a bind or ever need anything from me there is no one to be there quicker mm -hmm. but I don't have to continue um a relationship that simply does not serve me in my worldview and um my own morality limits and boundaries um and that's okay and through lots of therapy I have learned that that is okay like that, that is okay. Oh man, P, you've said so much. Like you literally have said so much. And <clears throat> I want to kind of dissect this just a little bit. Um, for people listening, you know, that maybe have strained relationships with their mothers that have, you know, um, 
it, you know, society teaches, society teaches us so much. Society teaches us so, so much, but it, it, it makes us feel like, because this, and, and not only society, but in most folks' homes, especially black folks or people of color, they've heard like, I'm your mama. I'm so so we automatically like um put mothers on this high pedestal, which they deserve to be. Like they deserve to be as a mother, I feel like we deserve to be up there if you are mothering. Mm-hmm. Because just because you had a child or children does not make you qualified to be a mother. Mm-hmm. And um without us getting too deep, you know, because I had a similar experience. I think I had an extra year longer than you, you know, I left at 18 um, and you left at 17. uh, But I left shortly after my 18th birthday, I think like two or three months after my 18th birthday. And it's just, it's interesting because you want to there. So there's a couple of things that I heard as you were talking. One I don't know any person that doesn't want that relationship, right? Mm-hmm. Like, so you crave it. You're like, when you see your friends and, and, and I have a very similar experience. I was just talking to someone um, and her mother died and I was, I was being very um, sympathetic, but mm-hmm. I couldn't be empathetic because mm-hmm. I don't know what that feel. I don't know what it feels like to have a close, like, you know, relation. Like, I don't know how. I just don't know. So I can't empathize. I can sympathize like, oh man, that sucks. So um, when I read those cards and when Mother's Day happens and different things for me now as a mother, I can celebrate, but I've never wanted to celebrate that um, for someone else. Yeah. No, no, I take that back. I've always wanted to celebrate that for someone else um, because I believe that that was like the quote unquote normal thing to do. Mm-hmm. but it was never received. Mm-hmm. So that's the hard part when you, you want this, like you want this relationship, you, you want it. Um, you see other people have it. And also you see your mama have it with other folks and you like, yeah. wait a minute. Yeah. So I, I hear, I hear your heart. I hear your, um, I also hear you like honoring her. Even in the midst of this, you know, because we could literally be on here like, bro, this is trash. And we'll, we'll, we'll. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, but we're deciding even, but, but what we're not going to do is keep covering it and not heal. What we've yeah. both decided to do is to heal. Yeah. I know for years I would tell my kids, um, I didn't have a mama like you and I did, and I had to realize that's not their problem. Yeah. And I need to heal from that. So I need to hear, I need some, some mothers that are out there telling their kids, you better did it because I didn't have a mother like me and stop doing that to your kids. You, you, you um, uncover what's hurting you so you can heal properly. So then you don't continue to bleed on your children. So I want you to go a little bit deeper, or if you're willing, if you're ready to kind of segue and to the next portion, um, let's let's just go with that. The next portion, I mean, whatever you feeling, what you feeling? Well, so because because of my own relationship with my mother, I've always seen motherhood as something kind of afar, 
are like some, something I never really put in the forefront of my own mind. Now, luckily for me growing up, I've had so many dynamic women, even my own sisters and the power of the ability to break those generational uh, curses and become awesome mothers to their children. I've had lots of uh, just older women in my life. You know, I've been married a few times, so each mother-in-law <laughs> has been great, I must say. Um, and so I, I feel as though, though that was always uh, maybe a part of me that um, was wounded or hurt. You know, God, God's covering. I'm sorry. It's just all God. Because even though I had that missing puzzle piece in my life, there was always someone there to guide me, to teach me about what it means to be a woman, a good woman, a woman of God. Um, and, you know, instilling me values that were down to our, our you know, our grandmother, Morley Sims, mm -hmm. and just to instill uh, the values that I so desired. Uh, but throughout life, like a lot of women, you know, I really, I chose career. Mm. Um, that was always really important to me. And, and, and although I, you know, I always felt I've wanted children, you know, just throughout the years, husband one didn't work out, husband two didn't work out. Um, and it, it wasn't until this moment where I'm not working mm -hmm. and I am, uh, like, I don't have all of these other, uh, things like working, especially working, um, as a kindergarten teacher, the last thing at the end of the day you want to see is a child because <laughs> we're rough, you know what I mean? And so I felt like, you know, over my career working primary about 10 years, I, that 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 need for uh, to be a mother, even though I yeah I would like to have a baby, it wasn't ever anything where it's like right now, mm -hmm. um, because it's like I you know I that part of me was fulfilled by being an educator and like as a kindergarten teacher or preschool teacher or you know that you are the those children's mother for mm -hmm. six hours a day. Like there's no other way to kind of do that type of education without having that spirit of mothering. So um, deciding to take a break from my career and come down here to Arkansas to focus on family really changed that, that feeling. So that feeling uh, went from being something that was fulfilled and, you know, like, oh, if it happens, great. If it doesn't, you know, I'm fulfilled to something that was now longing and sad, mm. um, you know, trying to get pregnant and just not. Mm. And I think uh, one of the hardest um, times recently for me was um, this past Mother's Day, I was late, and so I was very excited, uh, but then I got my period the day before Mother's Day, mm. and, um, it was just difficult, because it just made me feel like, especially as of late, like, everybody's pregnant. I don't know if that happens, <laughs> like, <laughs> like, what, what is the, uh, joke of the universe where uh when you are a woman 
who desires to be pregnant and you have infertility issues, then every, it seems like everyone is pregnant down to people that you like, dang, should they be pregnant? Like, like she only 13. Like, <laughs> yeah, like, Lord, like, like, you couldn't have seen that blessing, like just curve it around, ricochet back over here. <laughs> and so, and then, you know, the friends that you really love that should be pregnant and that you, you are so happy for, um, truly, but then you are so jealous of, mm. um, truly as well. And mm. Um, Let me just put in a reminder. You can't heal what you hide. I love how you said that, P. I love how you talked about the dichotomy of you're happy, but yet you're jealous because you can't heal that area of you if you hide it and be like, nah, girl, I'm happy. <laughs> and really <laughs> down in your heart, you like hurting and you jealous and you Oh man, that's so good. Go ahead. And so that's been something that's been difficult, like for me to manage is just the the pure jealous. Because I'm not a jealous person. Like, look at me, you guys, you guys see, you see it. <laughs> like, why would I be jealous of anyone? Like, I, I'm beautiful. I'm successful. Like, oh gosh, here she go, like, y'all. <laughs> y'all see it. Y'all see the blessings of the Lord. <laughs> They make it the rich and that it's no sorrow. Come on, beauty. <laughs> and so to be jealous of other women is not something that is a normal feeling for me. Um, but it's 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 heavy and it's deep. Um, because I just feel like I feel like I would be a good mother. I feel uh my husband would be a good father. Like I've I'm finally at a place in my life where I'm in a healthy a loving relationship and um it's just unfair it's just mm. life mm. and so I'm dealing with it the best that I can in therapy even though my therapist would probably disagree because I'm always like yeah we're probably not going to talk about that this session <laughs> avoidance behavior has been big um, <laughs> but I think that's what um why it was important to me to come and share um, and stand with the women like me who um, has have infertility issues because it's something that is not good for me. You know what? You can't heal what you what you hide. Mm -hmm. So that's been a big, um, a really big, I guess, cloud in this whole. Um, moved to Arkansas and you know I just was like oh you know I'm gonna take a break from my career and focus on uh, getting pregnant and we're gonna have our baby and it's gonna be great and so much has been great but there's no baby mm. and, um and even as we pursued you know like okay maybe we need a little bit of help and then sure and just like yeah we're not gonna pay for that y'all y'all tripping like you know, I had that hope, like, okay, even if we need help, we're going to get help. And they're like, yeah, it costs a million dollars. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> and so yeah. it's just really just, for me, it's just like, I'm not able to stay consciously in the fight for long. And so like, I stay in the fight and then I'm like, I, you know, I, I'm done. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And so, and then I kind of just don't think about it. I don't, you know, and so I'm trying to work towards 
really like if this is something that I want, even though the journey is something that might be tumultuous, it's something that I need to focus on and choose uh-huh. with every way that I choose to become a mother, whether it's, you know, in, you know, whatever, you know, where you could do it bio- biologically or through adoption. Uh-huh. Um, but it's just something that hurts so much. It's like, oh, like every time I touch that wound, it's like, a, it's a wound. And so I, I'm just at this point, just really trying to focus on um, accepting um, just where I'm at with it all and, and trying to be honest uh-huh. where I'm at with it all. Well, I think it, it kind of goes back to what I was talking about with the cut on my finger. Like once you um, take the bandaid off, which is what we've done today with you speaking openly about your infertility issues. Um, now it's like, okay, it's there. It's there. You've accepted it. Okay. I know. And just like I said, like it, it hurts, right? So it's a cut that no one else can see, but you see it, you feel it. And I first and foremost want to thank you for sharing so transparently and so honestly, which you already know, that's what we do here on this podcast. And I also want to take a moment to really honor other women, because this is, this is a struggle that a lot of women are going through. You know, that is one of those things that we hide because it it is one of those things that people make you feel shameful about, you know, um, women that get in vitro, people act like, oh, that wasn't natural. You had to, you know, whatever. And, And I think that that's unfair. That's unfair. And that's insensitive. And I mean, I ain't going to get into no deepness about why infertility and all that, but all throughout the scriptures, it happened. This is not anything new. This Mm -hmm. is something that women have been struggling with since the beginning of time. And I think that it is very um, wrong for us to be insensitive. And as you were talking, not only to women that um, can't bear, bear children, but I also want to just hold space for the women that may have gotten pregnant and you feel that excitement because I know as a mother, the moment they told me I was pregnant, the moment I missed my period, the moment I knew like, okay, I'm pregnant, you fall in love. You fall Mm -hmm. deeply in love with your child. And then for those women that were able to hold their baby for a month, two months, three months, whatever, and then they miscarried, sis, I, we are with you and we are praying for you. And one of the things that P said is working through this stuff with therapy, people will tell you, oh, you didn't even know the baby. How did, how does that know? And that hurts. It hurts to have known that you are carrying life and then to lose life. And I think Mm -hmm. as women, as mothers, we don't give ourselves enough space to heal because we are connectors. We are conduits. So we are constantly connecting and disconnecting, connecting and disconnecting. It's the way God created us. But in those moments of, losing something with such gravity, such weight as a child, as a human, as another soul, give yourself that opportunity to heal. And one of the best ways, one of the best ways to do it is to talk about it. You know, we don't like to talk about things that hurt us, 
but it is so if you had cancer, no one would make you feel shameful if you talked about um, how you, you know, recovered and the things that you did to, um, you know, get healed from cancer or whatever. Mm -hmm. But the moment we start talking about emotional hurts, um, hurts that you can't see, like this little cut on my finger, people Mm -hmm. tend to make us feel shamed. People tend to make us feel less than, but I'm telling you, paper cuts hurt too. So it does not matter the, the size of your pain, losing a child, being able to carry a child as a woman hurts. Mm-hmm. It hurts. And it's okay that you're hurting. And let's do the, um, have, do the proper steps for you to be able to heal in your own timing, in your yeah. own timing. Yeah. Definitely. It, it's just so funny because I remember I had uh, posted a video on my IG, you know, for mental health awareness. And I just shared like, you know, you know, I struggle with anxiety and depression. And so many people were like, oh, you're, you're so honest and transparent. And I'm glad because I guess that is the point. Like, so people feel alone. But if I said, you know, I broke my leg or, you know, God forbid I have cancer or something like that. Like, people would just be like, you know, I would still be brave, but they would be like, you know, you have my support, but almost like, they're like, oh, wow, for you to share so much. And it's just like, like, it's just a part of me. It's something that I manage through therapy because I am honest. I don't hide it. My family knows. And because my family knows they're able to support me, they know like if peak all pick up because you don't know what part of <laughs> literally in two rings I don't care what time of day it is I'll be like hello <laughs> you okay you okay, okay. <laughs> you know, but because I've been so honest about where I'm at at different points of my life I've been able to have support mm-hmm. and I didn't have to be alone in this dark place and didn't have to suffer it alone and so I think that's the most important part even with something as difficult as this, because bruh, it, it's really, really difficult. Um, it's just the honesty allows you uh, freedom. Oh, that's so good. Yeah. You know, so that you don't have to feel bounded by the things that ail you. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I just hope like, what one thing I would like to say it, you know, if we can normalize and not asking married couples, we ain't gonna have kids. We Stay out of folks' uterus. You ain't paying for now one of the kids that we gonna have or not have. Two, you never know what a woman is struggling with. And every time I get that question, it's like, eh, like you gotta smile and be polite because if you like, you know, fools, because I can't get pregnant. <laughs> so, yeah. You know, you know like, then they'll be like, oh, TMI, you know what I mean? So really stop, just, you know, pray for, for people, but. But you know, know what, I, I think, I, I feel like P, um, you talked about your transparency and I feel mm-hmm. like that, that, that truly is a superpower. And a lot of people in this planet don't have transparency. And I feel like if folks, if folks want to be that big and bold to ask you, tell them. Like, yeah. well, bro, I'm on my period right now and I've been trying for X amount. So, and then they'll be like, oh, 
Oh, you know what I mean? Like stop yeah. asking the hard, stop asking me questions. If you're not ready for the hard answers, because I'm, yeah. I'm in a state in my life right now. Um, I was on a couple of family vacations and a couple of vacations this last season of my life and I wasn't having it. And I was upset about some things and someone asked me if I was okay. And I was like, no. And they like did not know how to handle that information. And I'm yeah. like, why, why do people ask you things, but then they're not ready to handle your a- answer. So I'm in 100% agreement with you. Stop ask, stay out of folks' uterus because you don't know what folks are going through. And this also goes to people that are like, when are you having another baby? Like, you don't know what people went through to have that baby or to, you know, people joke around with me and my husband all the time. And, um, oh, y'all need to have a baby. That First of all, we got eight too many. Not the baby. First of all, let's start right there. Second of all, People don't know my last pregnancy and and they should know because I'm very honest how I had to bury my daughter, you know, cremate my daughter to be honest. You know, they don't know the the struggles that my body went through to even bring the three that I brought into this world here. So stay Mm -hmm. out of, you don't know what people are going through. So chill, chill with the dumb questions, because if you ask me a dumb question, you won't get an even dumber answer and you're going to be like, oh. Oh, oh, and then you go like, well, praise the Lord, and, and do that, like, oh, someone's calling me. I gotta go. But it is awkward. Like, I, like, oh, when y'all gonna have kids, or when y'all gonna have a baby? Y'all need to have a baby. Like, for, for who? Right. For who? And for what? Right. Like, stay out of my bedroom. Stay out of my uterus. Stay out of it. Stay out of it. Like, I, one thing that has been increasingly disappointing for me, especially in this age of social media, is everybody wants to pretend that they really care about a specific uh, topic. Um, but then in reality, like it doesn't line up. Like everybody, like, you, you know, you go on Twitter or, or wherever, and they're like, you know, if somebody loses a baby or, or speaks about their infertility, I stand with you. You know, we did all the posts, you know, but then you, when you don't have a kid, but, but the, the reality is all of that behavior. Yeah. Or like people really, oh, yeah, mental health awareness and all oh, that, you know, we stand with you. But the reality is, oh, millennials take too many mental health days. They lazy. You can't have a day off. You like toughen up. Don't cry. Don't work, mm-hmm. work, 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 work yourself to death. Like, and so it's just this false, like, we all live in the matrix. Humans and are trash, basically. basically. <laughs> so I just want to take the red pill and just, you no, know, send me to the place where people wear uh, Kanye clothes. <laughs> you know, never mind. I ain't going to get on Kanye, but he might have something that we need. Because <laughs> those fashions, you know, I'm going to be on some of those fashions and fit right in to wear the clothes. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. You know, P, this this has been, we touched on a on a couple of different areas that are soft spots. You know, you talked about um, you know, when you touch that womb of infertility, there's still like that, you know, that wince, that that pain. Um, 
touching on, you know, I would love to say that I'm completely healed from my mother wound, but there are times where things come up and I wish I could just pick up the phone and be like, Hey mom, what, how do you do this? Or how, you know, and, and I was blessed with two mothers that are not great, you know, so <laughs> there it is. But, mm-hmm. and, and there are times where it does not bother me at all, but then there are times that, Oh, I touch it and it, it hurts a little mm-hmm. bit or things pop up and it hurts a little bit. Um, and I, I just really want our listeners, I want the TWT family to know one, you are not alone. So often pain, um, unhealed wounds, um, wants us to believe that we're, we're the only one dealing with this because if it can isolate, it grows like that mm-hmm. is, that is the, for show trick of the enemy, the trick of the enemy, the, trick is, of the enemy. He's a tricky, 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 one. A tricky one. And he wants to isolate you mm-hmm. because you said earlier, there's power in community. So yeah. there's so much healing that happens when we are around other people, when we talk about these things, when we take off the band-aid, when we stop hiding behind our pain so that we can heal. So we yeah. want you guys to know, one, we're not um, trying to dismiss your pain. We stand in solidarity. Like we for real stand with you. We stand yeah. with you in solidarity um, with your pain and tell you, you know, continue to do the work. Hashtag therapy works go. Like it go, it works. Um, you know, um, I watched a video a couple of weeks ago and it was talking about the difference between managing your pain and and like really healing. And I do believe that there is healing work that can happen through therapy or through life coaching or through these different channels. So make sure that you're choosing what channel works for you best. Um, But then also, you know, find that community, join the Facebook group, join the restored Facebook group where we talk about these things openly and honestly, and it's okay. Like it's, it's, it's okay for you to feel exactly how you're feeling. Um, I tell my kids all the time, you better feel them feelings and, and move on though. Right. Like we feel them, but we, we don't, um, buy in those spaces of hurt and pain. We lease them or we rent them. We feel those feelings and then we move on. We don't, we, we don't make them permanent residencies. Um, and you know, we also just want you to know that we're here for you. If you need someone to talk to, you know, if you need just some questions answered, you can email us at w or at Tuesday with Tamika at gmail.com. And we will get back to you within 24 hours with resources and different things to help you. P, I love you. And I thank you for sharing so transparently. Um, I'm pretty sure you already know how to answer this because you've been rocking with me for how old are you? 34, (laughs) 34 years. So you've had to, you have the privilege of having me in your back pocket (laughs) or, or you in my back pocket for the last 34 years. But you know, one of the, the ways that I choose to live my life is truly to live a life to inspire and not impress. So surrounding these topics that we touched today, what does that quote mean to you? Well, I think be, when, when you are a, your true self, there's no one like you. Like, we, like, you're my sister. There's similarities. We may look the same. Uh, we may think, you know, the same in certain ways, but we are so different. Mm-hmm. 
so, 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 so different in so many ways. And so there's no one like you. So if you just can get to the point where you can live your life authentically where with your successes and your failures, or yeah, I've joked, you know, not, it's not really a joke because I'm serious. Y'all know, y'all see it. <laughs> but I, I, I joke about my vanity, um, but I'm also very real about my depression and anxiety. Like this is all of me, mm-hmm. take it or leave it. And so when you can get to that point, of life where, you know, you don't really live to try to impress anybody, but you hope through the authentic living of your daily daily life that you may be able to inspire that woman coming up that maybe have the same experience as you, or you may be able to encourage someone else, or you may, may, may be able to build a new a uh, relationship. I've spoken earlier about um, how God has always managed in all of his goodness and grace to put women in my life to feel that deficit of having a mother. Mm-hmm. And moving down here to Arkansas and uh, getting to know my mother-in-law has probably been one of the greatest pleasures of my life and having someone who is mothering Mm. and who I think I haven't cried all of this uh, podcast until this point um, because it's just been so healing and I've just been my true crazy self which might be a little bit much for for a sweet southern belle of a lady to have this crazy Californian tattooed and wild uh, daughter-in-law but I you know you know and I felt kind of coming down here like oh like I am kind of crazy and wild and she's so sweet and just a you know southern belle like how will she take to me but I chose I'm gonna be my authentic self and like yeah and then husband number one let me just tell you girl (laughs) I want no for you finding out nothing and just her acceptance and her love for me and how she's done everything in her power just to make sure that I'm comfortable in knowing how just big of a step it was for me to, you know, leave everything that I've known in California and come down here to be uh, with the family and just to support me and to love me and to be there for me and to be someone I can talk to and go to when I get my period. And um it's just been, it's just been really nice. And it hasn't been, you know, you know, I haven't been trying to impress her. She hasn't been trying to impress me, but through the authentic honesty of just being ourselves, the relationship that we are building. And that's the beauty of just not living your life to impress, but to inspire. It's the relationships that you get to build and the opportunities you get to have because you are your true self. And through that, people will be inspired because everyone is unique and beautiful in their own way. And so I think that's what that really means to me and how that resonates uh, to me at this current moment in my life. That's beautiful. Give her a big hug for me and tell her thank you for being there for you. I love it. That was a beautiful way to end the podcast. I really want to encourage you guys 
And this is not about me. This is not any clout or, you know, for the sales or anything like that, but really go over and pick up your restored manual. Everything that P said, I, I have a section in there about self-acceptance and P honestly, this is something that you've taught me. You know, I've, um, I think being the oldest, I I've had an identity where I've, you know, I've always been told your brothers and sisters are watching you. So there were areas of my life that I wasn't authentic. And, um, one of Beyonce's songs, she says, um, my, my husband tells me something. And then my sister tells me like something, and, and I can't even think of the words right now, but that always made me think about you because Beyonce being the oldest and her little sister having that, like, I don't give a care, like personality and attitude. Like I always felt like that was me and you. And, um, I have learned to accept all of me, like on, on one day on IG, I might be posting some West coast banging and then the next <laughs> day I'm going to be posting never would have made it, you know, and that's like, that's me. That's all of me. And I have fully embraced the quote unquote, what people may say, ghetto or gangster or hood or whatever, like that's me. Like I am that 100%, but I am also like so holy. And I pray probably way more than most people. And I fast and I do all those things. And I really, really ride with Jesus. Like I love the Lord, but if you touch me or mine, you're going to get these hands. And that's just where it's at, right? Up, you know, know there's a time for peace. There is a time for war. Listen, enemies behind me and under my feet it's in the word (laughs) (laughs) so um pick up the restored manual i'm telling you there are healing properties i have taken 20 years of me uncovering and no longer hiding and i've poured it into this manual and there's true healing that is taking place on the molecular level. So like on the cellular level, as well as the physical level, like every area of your life, we need to be healed as a people. 2020, 2021, this whole couple of years have been trying and yeah. we all we have all been hiding um, behind social media, behind certain things. It is time to heal and you cannot heal what you are not, what you are hiding. So let's get this hill and join me in the restored community go over to www.tuesdaywithtamika.com pick up your restored manual i have my restored program dropping july 27th join the community join the community i'm telling you next month we are going into restoration and a healing series and you don't want to miss this you don't want to miss this train this is a prime opportunity for us to truly heal collectively p i love you i thank you you gonna have to pop on again for us to do some of our ah type of podcast (laughs) but i i just so love you and i so appreciate you and you know, you always got an ear with me and you always, you know, I'm always here for you. If you need me, um, it'll take me literally two minutes to get to Arkansas. If I got, <laughs> you. I, don't, I don't know how, but I will get there. <laughs> so um, continue to heal, continue to be amazing, continue to be authentic. You are helping more people than you probably even know. Thank you for touching on these sensitive topics. Those of you that are dealing with mommy issues, continue to heal. Those of you that are dealing with infertility issues, continue to heal. We love you and we'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Bye.